here. Oh no. I don't need pro tips. Welcome to Last Got Standing. I'm Teresa. I'm Danny. Honestly, pro tip. I've got a pro tip for you. Just here's your pro tip. Ignore mm -hmm. the pro tip. When I look at my earrings, they're little crabbies. Oh, they're so cute. I voted you when I bought them. Are they? I was like, give it to me. <laughs> so um, I have a funny story that I would Ooh. like to share. Uh, it is speaks to very much of my bossy wimpiness. <laughs> so, uh, Bill and I went and did an escape room. And, <laughs> and it was a haunted escape room. So you can already tell what my level of nerves was. Um, shit was falling out of the walls. There were spirits talking. Like it was, it was a little nerve wracking. We didn't, we didn't solve it. But at the very end, like we were again, like super close, but it's hard when it's like two people. Oh, um, no. So at the very end, the guy was like, no, you know, let me let you at least do like the final thing so that you guys can, you know, at least see what would happen. It involved crawling into a air duct. Ah, no. And Bill said, go ahead and go in there. And I said, there's no light. And he goes, he's like, yeah, just, he goes, it's better if you, you can get in there. He goes, I can't get in there. And I took to the guy and I was like, is there anything going to touch me? And he's like, there's nothing alive in there. I'm like, that's not that, that's not, that's not, not what I asked. I was like, <laughs> um, is anything going to touch me? And he said, again, there's nothing alive in there. And I was like, well, I'm not doing it. And um, I said, Bill, I can't do it. I can't, my heart hurts. Like I can't do it. So he growled his six foot five ass into this little fucking <laughs> And wait, the best part was, he's like, you behind me, babe? I was like, oh, yeah, I'm right behind you. <laughs> You're like in a I was room. telling him the whole time I'm following alongside of the air duct going, you're doing great. I'm right behind you. He was so pissed. <laughs> the guy was laughing his ass off. He's like, you made the six foot five guy with bad knees crawling this little tiny fucking duck. And then you weren't even behind me. I was like, well, there was no need for both of us to go you're like, well, if he wants to see a different duck later, then he's getting in there now. Right, right. So, yeah, I was like, no. He's like, you're a wuss. I'm like, if it had meant winning the game, I would have done it. Mm. We had already lost. So there was no need for me to prime and all. That's true. In the heat of winning, I would, I'd be like, I'll lick a scorpion. Come on, come on. Right, <laughs> right. Win. But, you know, we weren't going to win. So there was absolutely no point. I felt no, and there was no need for me to take care of that nonsense. <laughs> That's what I did over the weekend. <laughs> uh, I like an escape room. So we got to, when next time you come down, we got to go to this, these ones. It's the Gotham escape rooms. They're okay. really like good. Like, we went to the one, um, but like if the other ones are anything like it. Yeah. It, they're like really good. Oh, Penn State, you know, being all haunted for real. Yeah. You, Everything's haunted in Pennsylvania. <laughs> Right? Including my house, apparently. So, whatever. Who wanted with what? I wonder. I don't know. Everybody says they see something. I see nothing. Ever. I don't see anything either. No. Whenever I'm, yeah, I don't hear any hauntings or anything. No. No. When I asked Melissa, I was like, oh, hey, somebody said my house had like entities in it. And she's like, oh, I thought you knew. And like she said it way too fast. Like she'd just been waiting to bring that up. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, I didn't. <laughs> Maybe they only show up for guests that they don't like. Or maybe they're just like, listen, Danielle keeps the house clean. Let's keep her around. Like, let's not scare the crap out of her. Or they're respectful and they're like, Teresa don't like us. Right. 
in her face. <laughs> we'll never come visit again, so we should probably be nice to Teresa. Or maybe they don't like the other visitor yet. You make a big mess. N- maybe. Woo. Maybe. Woo! Stop touching shit! It's just nibbles, like, the whole time. And nibbles would have gotten away with it if it weren't for you and your witchy friends. I'm telling you, she she is bad. She's bad. She, I told you she knocked down, what? Upper's really bad, too. I just don't oh know my God. I went down to the basement and found my um, scrying orbs all over the floor because she'd been up there, like, dancing or something. I don't know what the hell she was doing. Look at this bad cat. Aw, but how can you be mad at that bad cat? If you come up to the cabin on Christmas week, you get to meet these cats. I've met them. I mean, in the cabin. Oh, I was like, I've met them. I would show you nibbles, but she's currently outside doing whatever it is she does outside. So Being cute. I draw, oh my God, I put the harnesses on. Did they act like you shot them? Pepper ran. And immediately, like one second into wearing the harness, was out of the harness. That's what Nibbles did. And I put it on Fernando. And Fernando tried to pull for it, but I was still holding the leash. And that didn't work. And then he lost his mind and hid <laughs> behind the couch and was meowing. And I lifted him up by the harness and had to unlatch it and let him drop down a foot. Because he just was so ridiculous. I was like, you're so stupid. I was like, "What? What? Who is this helping?" Like, I, oh. Yeah, <laughs> I I don't know who these people are that have successfully harnessed their cats. My friend Lisa has, and I'm like, "Girl, how is it happening?" Nope, no nope. chance. No, I even thought if I showed Nibbles that she could go outside, like I I was like, "I'm gonna put the harness on her, and then I'm gonna take her outside so that she will put the two and two together." She got out of that harness so fast. <laughs> and I was running all over the neighborhood with no bra and no shoes. <laughs> Pepper's like, you'll never take me alive, copper. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Okay. Now I put that on snugly. And like, I don't know, she went like full like lethal weapon, just dislocated the shoulder. It was just gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, she does the same thing every time I put a collar on her. And not only does she take the collar off, she... Strategically leaves it on my bed. Pepper did that. She yeah. would just play with it for like a second, and then later on, I'd find it in her bed. I'd be like, "What is this? What message are you sending here?" The message is "fuck you in your collar." Is what it is. <laughs> they are doing that on purpose. They could leave it anywhere else. <laughs> Fernando left Michael a beetle. Oh, that's lovely. Michael did not know it was a gift. He was like, "What is he doing? He's just like he killed the bug and just left it there for me." And I was like, "That's a present." present he loves you he wants you to eat here i brought you some dinner <laughs> he killed some other bug and they were lording over it and i was like stop doing that i they got a spider and i was pointing the spider it had like three legs left and i was like would you guys eat that and i kept pointing to it and pointing to it and the cats were like i can't see it <laughs> Fucking meanest cats. put in the guantanamo bay you guys are the <laughs> i mean cats aren't nice they're not nice all right, are you ready for our deity today? Who I am. It's a big one. I decided I was sick of lack of information. <laughs> so we're pulling the trigger. We're pulling a big one out of the, the, the gunny sack here. Uh, <laughs> it is Rhiannon. Oh, hello. That is a big one. Oh. Is a big one. That's why we don't have time to like chit-chat so long. <laughs> um, 
so again, I, I was pleasantly surprised at what I learned about her. I didn't know a whole lot about her except from the horses and the Stevie Nicks song. I'll be perfectly honest. Um, <laughs> um, you know, and that they always have her like, you know, people, all those fanfics and pictures are always like, Oh, you know, with the flowing hair and the, the white horse related back to horses. And I was like, yeah, and horses. me and horses. So put you on my yeah. little pony for you. This is why I was like, I'm going to do the horse deity. <laughs> Um, although to be fair, we haven't had to sacrifice any horses yet this season, so not a lot of sacrifice with the Celts, it seems, even though you know, but no, um, yeah, I feel like the Celts actually are more a little story, story time, maybe not giving like so much information, but they like a good story, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, they're like, gather on the fire, I gotta, I gotta tell, you know, I gotta tell you something. Wait till you hear about this. Wait till you hear this tea. Um, All right. So Rhiannon is a major figure in mythology. She appears in the first branch and the third branch of the Mabinogi. Um, In the Mabinogi, the Mabinogi, Mabinogian, she is depicted as a strong-minded otherworld woman who chooses her own husband despite the fact that she's already betrothed to another. Mm. Um. She's intelligent, politically strategic, beautiful, and famed for her wealth and generosity, who's very big on the Welsh and Celtic mythology. And he considers her to be one of the most important goddesses in the mytho- in, in mythology. Can I sidetrack uh, you? Yes. I feel like my joke about the face sneaking into my house and making me fat should have gone over better with you and Danny on, on Facebook when you were talking about letting them <laughs> commented on it but then danny jumped in and said something else yeah about making it bigger and i was like is that what happened to my stomach and then you guys were like i was like that joke should have gone over better it should have i also <laughs> leave facebook when i'm at work but that's John that. snuck into my house and gave me secret pizza <laughs> she's not a tooth fairy <laughs> she's secret pizza fairy the secret pizza fairy um I mean, she is generous, so maybe. Um, so this guy, Ronald Hutton, again, he's a major historian of paganism and, and Celtic mythology, and he says that he considers her to be one of the most fascinating and important deities in the mythology. Um, I I agree that she's fascinating. I wouldn't. I don't know about most important. Because you're but, thinking of blue. Well, you know what? I mean, I think... If you want to look at it in a feminist point of view, yes. My but boyfriend. given given that the the Welsh and stuff mythology, once you before pre Arthur, you know pre mm. Round Table and stuff, it's not that male like, it's not really squishing the women, you know. Yeah. Um. She's also a reflection of an early earlier Celtic deity, uh, probably. Uh, related to Epona, who is also a, a horse goddess, so she's probably on some level related to her. Um, in the first branch of the Mabinogian, she is strongly associated with the horses, and so is her son. Um, and I'm going to save who her son is until we get to her notoriety. Foreshadowing. Yes. Uh, <laughs> she and her son are often depicted as a mare and a foal. And um, like Epona, she's sometimes depicted on her horse in a calm and stoic way. But again, this guy, Ronald Hutton, is a little skeptical of that and feels like modern pagans are probably just reaching to try to connect her with someone else. 
Uh, there isn't any like. Don't judge us. Uh-huh. <laughs> Don't judge us. I know. <laughs> That's why I throw it in there because I, I thought, well, you know, we do tend to want to liken them with somebody, you know? Yeah, yeah. So her notoriety, and this is a little long, but I couldn't leave anything out. I'm in. Uh, she first appears at Gorsed Arberth, an ancestral mound near one of the chief courts of Dayfed. P-W-Y-L-L, the Prince of Dayfed. <laughs> I can't pronounce his name. Uh, the village, you should know him. Yes. Has accepted the challenge of the mound's magical tradition to show a marvel or deal out blows. She appears uh, to him in his court as the promised marvel. So, like, apparently he pretends he can do magic or whatever, and she decides to show up. Um, she's a beautiful woman arrayed in gold silk brocade, and she's riding a shining white horse. Uh, Pierwell sends his best horseman after her, and it takes two days to catch her because she always remains ahead of him. But it seems like her horse is never doing more than maybe a light trot. Oh, um, and they're like galloping after her, and she just always manages to be ahead of them. Side saddle, like yeah, pretty much. She's like whatever, not even breaking a sweat. Um, on the third day, he finally follows her himself um, instead of sending his horsemen, and she only stops when he actually says, "Could you please stop?" And she's like, "Sure." Like, like nobody asked. You'd never ask. And she actually rebukes him for not considering that before. <laughs> like she she mocks him for not saying all you she basically says all you had to do was ask um she explains that she actually came up because she wanted to marry him um and had been watching him for a while and she does not she does not care that she's already betrothed she's going to seek her own husband um he he agrees but at their wedding feast at her father's court, an unknown man requests Pyrrhal to grant a request, which he does without asking what it is. Uh, what? Who does that? Guess what the man asked for? Sex. No, he asked for Rhiannon. Uh, well, who the man uh, was. It was her betrothed. Oh, I see. The ex-fiance is like, I want my woman back. Right. But he goes up and he's like, oh, can you grant me a request? And he's like, sure, whatever you want. And he's like, I'd like your wife. Stop that, dickhead. (laughs) So Brianna basically yells at Pirwin again for his promise and was like, what the fuck? But provides the means and the plans to salvage the situation. So she holds a second wedding feast for her and this guy where she deploys uh, Pirwin's men outside in the orchard. She instructs, instructs Pyrrhon to enter the hall dressed as a beggar and humbly requests that Kieran fill a small bag with food. But she has enchanted the small bag so it can't ever be filled. So because of the laws of hospitality, Groen is, um, is persuaded to keep trying to fill this bag um, and then finally decides he's going to step in to try to control the magic. And then Pyrrhon can trap him in it. Mm. So he gets trapped in the bag, they rush in, and then they beat and kick him t- basically to death in the gang. In, in it's like, now I just thought of the sock with the bar of soap from Full Metal Except he's the bar of soap. Yes. <laughs> he deserves that. And so he begs for his life, and Rihanna, um, Rihanna gives it to him, but he has to promise to not ask for her ever again and not to seek revenge, which he does. Um, thus he exits the picture. Um, chased by a bear. Yeah. Uh, so Rihanna and they marry and they travel to Dayfed and she's the queen of Dayfed. Um, they wait 
very specifically two years and they still don't have any kids. My guess is she just didn't want any. Oh. Um, but then his Purell's court is saying you have to provide an heir, blah, blah, blah. Um, and they want him to set aside Rihanna and his Baron. And she, but he won't do it because he loves her. Um, and then in the third year, they have a son. However, on the night of his birth, a newborn disappears while in the care. Uh, the newborn disica- disappears while Rihanna's maids are supposed to be watching him. Rihanna's maids freak out, kill a dog. Wow. And smear blood, I know, and smear blood all over Rihanna. Is this to like try and get the baby back? No, it's them trying something. Something came and stole the baby. Um, And so the maids didn't want to get accused of it. So they killed the dog and then smeared the blood all over Rihanna. To open it on her. Yeah. Um, So the court accuses her of infanticide and eating the baby. Whoa. Right. Well, because there's no, there's no baby. Um, Rihanna decides, has to be like, this is dog's blood. What do you mean? <laughs> I know. They didn't have like the DNA testing. Right? But, um, so Rihanna goes and seeks her own advisors in her, in her own land. And they tell her to um, undergo a penance. Uh, Purell is still urged to set her aside, but he doesn't want to. And I think part of him didn't believe anything happened. Like, yeah. it. but he accepts her penance to keep the court quiet. So her penance is she must sit every day by the gate of the castle at the horses block where, you know, people would come and tie their horses and tell her story to the travelers every day. Um, she must also offer to carry them back, carry them on her back as a beast of burden. Although nobody would accept doing this. Nobody would ride her. Um, yeah. Boys, will you please ride me? Uh, no. Right. So at the end, um, at the end of her penance, Pierrot makes her the queen again, and she still sits by his side. Now, meanwhile, I told you these are long. Meanwhile, these are um, the newborn child is discovered by uh, the lord of the southeastern Wales. He's a horse lord who um, his mares every May Eve, but the foals keep going missing. So he finally decides to start taking the mares into the house and sit vigil with them while they're giving birth. After the um, the baby horse is born, he sees a monstrous claw trying to take the newborn foal through the window, so he slashes at the monster with a sword. When he rushes outside to find the monster, he finds a human baby at the door. Ooh. Um, him and his wife claim the boy as their own and name him Gearing of the Golden Hair because of all the hair on his head was yellow as gold. The child grows at a superhuman pace with a great affinity for horses. Mm. Um, this gentleman, Taman, also once served Purell as a courtier and recognizes the boy's resemblance to his father. So being an honorable man, he brings the child back to the Dayfit Royal House. Um, reunited with Rhiannon, the child is formally named in a traditional way via his mother's first direct words to him, which were, Pierdry. So he's Pierdry in the Mabinogian. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, it's a wordplay on delivered with worry, care, and care. In due course, mm-hmm. Pierreal dies and Pierdry rules defed, Difed um, and amalgamates the seven cantrips of his kingdom. So that's her son. At least they, he had a nice little foster family there for a minute. Right. Um, 
that is a very big story for for one of these deities that we haven't had in a long time. Oh yeah, that's um, a lot of detail, a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, so she's also mentioned in the third part of the Mabinogian. I am going to not state that part because it's more Perdri's story than it is hers. Um, she does offer him advice and she comes to help him. Um, and true to whatever type of attitude she's got, she spends a lot of time telling people, like, I told you not to do that. <laughs> um, but I will say that the story ends that the reason Pierdry is in trouble is because he was um, attacked by a certain magician who was actually a friend of Rhiannon's first engaged guy. Oh, that's... Uh, some freaking like soap opera shit <laughs> I will personally get revenge Steve yeah. <laughs> um, but unlike most of the stories they actually have an a she gets a happy ending oh that's yeah. nice um, I guess the court just took her back after nobody would r ride her <laughs> I think at that point once her son came back they were like, oh, shit, she didn't kill him. I mean, she, I want to know what she did to those bitches that set her up. Oh, I, I hope um, she fed them to the horse. I, I hope yeah. she fed them to the horse. Um, <laughs> You're like, oh, no, <laughs> not this. Yeah. Um, it is a nice story. And like I said, I'm going to save it for when we talk about Pierdry, um, because it's a very nice mother and daughter or son and mother story. Huh. And again, there's very few of these stories that show a lot of, like, you know, there's brothers and sisters, and I, we've seen a couple of stories where they take up for each other. But there hasn't been a whole lot of, like, nurturing stories. Um, yeah. Or happy endings, for that matter. <laughs> this is a great story. I liked that. Yeah. So that's her notoriety. Ooh, what are we going to give her? Oh, goodness. Oh, I forget we score these guys. I know. I'm giving her a 10. Ooh, hello, 10. I was going to give her I a just think that it's like, Eight. it's a good story. Like, I would watch this in like four or five episodes, you know? Like, Ooh, I, would, I was going to say movie. I'm a little over series, but yeah. I would definitely watch the movie edition of this. Right. Like, I like that there's a, a few twists. Like, meanwhile, back in the forest, the baby's alive. Like, you know? If we knew any actors, I would do it. Right. Um, so that is my score on that. <laughs> Oh, I like it. What? I gave her an eight for the record. Nice. So her family line or Arthurian line. So mm -hmm. her son, her only child, is Pierdry Fab Bewell. Fab Bewell. I know. Bewell, John Spartan. He is the only character to appear in all four branches of the Mabinogian. Oh. Although the size of his role varies from tail to state to tail. Mm -hmm. And Somebody's he's often favorite. equated with the divine sun figure of Mabin Madron. Um, what? Mordred. Yeah. Uh, but he, except none of his stories has any Mordred in it, so I'm not sure why they would do that. Um, <laughs> they have associated him with one of the knights, uh, Sir Percival. Oh, I was going to say, is he Percival in any of this stuff? Like the pure one because i think percival is the one that gets the grail right and like he's like the like every other one is like makes it like 10 feet into that journey and they're like oh i'm gonna dip it right <laughs> let me see is he the one that i thought i 
wrote that down. Um, he's the only one. Yeah, like he's the original hero in the Quest for the Grail. He's later replaced by Galahad. Like late literature later turns him into Galahad, but it was originally oh. Percival. Oh, that's weird that they were changing. Yeah, whatever. Whatever, people. I guess it's for dramatic tension or whatever. I guess. So that's his family line. Now, with that, I'm going to give him a seven or give her a seven because there is just one kid. Yeah, that's fair enough. I'll give a seven. And he doesn't have like, well, he's, you know, he's pretty important. He doesn't have like famous grandparents or. Yeah, she doesn't have any other backup kids. Yeah. And it doesn't say anything about who her parents are. You know what's so funny? Week to week, I don't remember what I scored whoever previously. Like, we did a goddess question marks, like, through two or three episodes ago, and I'm sure, like, the family chart was, like, off. It was just off the rocker. There was, like, four famous kids, and they all, like, had different Mabinogian adventures and stuff like that. And I'm like, we'd probably give them, like, five. <laughs> <laughs> it would. I think it would depend on... Well, no, there was one who... I think we gave Bronwyn... Some pretty high marks because of who yeah. her kids ended up being or who they ended up marrying. Uh, one of them had some pretty good. I thought we gave them high marks. I'll uh, let you know because that means I'd have to go back and listen, and I'm not doing yeah. that. I listen. I listen every Friday. Do I remember what we scored? No. Um. <laughs> you think Rihanna is named for Rihanna? What? The musician. Oh, I don't know. Could be. They didn't include that in the um, pop culture, but yeah, it seems derivative, you know. Um, I don't know. I mean, are we even saying it correctly? Rihanna. Well, Rihanna, Rihanna isn't from the states. I don't know where she's. And it's spelled different. Hers is spelled R I H A N N A. Rihanna is spelled Ariannon. It's actually Rihannon. R-H-A-N-N-O-N. Oh, I think I should just added an A at the end of it. Where is she? Oh, no. Barbados. Yeah, maybe it means something different. Who knows? Maybe her mom was, like, totally into mythology. Maybe. I mean, maybe it was a cute way to, to like, riff on the name. A guy at work, um, his parents were really into like uh, like Egyptian, like deity imagery and like seventies civil rights and stuff. He is like, named after the goddess. She is. It's a it's a it's a derivative of the form of the name Rhiannon. Where do you see this? Where in Wikipedia is? <laughs> I just typed in Rihanna name meaning the bump, baby center, baby names, mom dot com, Wikipedia. Um, wait a minute. Wait, what's what? It, it's a feminine given name of the Welsh, and it's Arabic and it's Arabic meanings. Oh wait, no, they're saying. Okay, it's an Arabic female name meaning the plant basil. However, the name may possibly be derived from a different noun that I can't pronounce because it's in Arabic. That <laughs> means fragrance or perfume, but. It also says it's derived from a common from the female name Rayanin. It just depends. I bet it. I bet her mom named her the Arabic side. I think, uh, yeah, it says under baby names that the name is of Irish origin and means great queen. Um, 
And then they named the singer from Barbados. Hmm. And in Arabic, it means a basil. Right. But it, Arabic or Hindu or um, non-English speaking, or I would say non-European. Oh, I wonder, you know what? I bet it's Rhiannon in Welsh and Rihanna in Irish. Maybe. Maybe. That's interesting. That is interesting. That just popped into my head because when I went to look up her name, uh, that came up and I was like, hmm, I wonder if that's related. <laughs> she is a great queen. She is a queen. No, no doubt about it. Nice. Maybe I count that toward her pop culture. Anyway. So her neo-paganism. Ooh, um, she's still clearly worshipped. Yeah. Um, is her, in neo-pagan, her symbols and items that they consider sacred to her still include the horses, horses, the horseshoes. I do not know how she became um, associated with the moon, birds, and the wind. Wishful thinking? I guess, because honestly, I get the horse connection because, you know, she showed up on a horse. She obviously had magical horses. Um, and then her son was found by, a, you know, a horseman. Um, but I don't understand the moon, birds, and wind itself. Nothing, none of that is in this, any of her story. Like, Oh, interesting. So I put Irish goddess of the moon, and it came up with Rihanna. Yeah. And fertility. If you look at her, she only had one kid. I mean, she's doing better than me, but. Yeah, I don't know. She's the divine queen of the fairies, so maybe that's part of it. Except they don't say that really in the Mabinogian. I mean, she is the queen. She ends up becoming the queen. But, um, and it is clear that she showed up at this mound, which is usually a fairy house. Mm. Um, and she'd been watching, like, she, she sought this guy out. Like, she thought he was hot and she wanted to marry him. And I don't know what they were doing for those three years, but they weren't in that hurry to have a kid either. So <laughs> they're like, "Hey, I don't want to ruin the marriage by having a kid too quickly. Can we take Maybe. a chance and love each other?" I'm like, "Well, she certainly knew how to keep herself from getting pregnant." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's that secret? Right. Um, but yeah, so she is still very much loved, very much um, worshipped. Um, I did not go into the different ways of worshiping her because then you fall down that fluff bunny rabbit hole and I'm not doing it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, needless to say, if you mention her name, most people who aren't even pagan will know the name. And, and that falls into pop culture, too, and I'll talk about that in a second. But her name is well known. And oh, yeah. it's definitely called upon in pagan circles. Oh, sure. Can I tell you, like, unrelated to Rihanna, who's not the goddess of exercise, I did too many squats the other day, and I can barely lift my legs to cross my legs. Oh, I yeah. I'm like, oh, I'll take my shoes off, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> I just heard that my body just knew that there was going to be rain today because my hips were hurting, and as soon as it stopped raining, it's my hips stopped hurting. <laughs> I get that happens to me too, and I'm like, what's going on here? What? I, was like, I don't like this at all. Is part of it, I don't like it. <laughs> None of this is fun. So what are we scoring her for modern paganism? I'm going to give her an eight. Um, I was going to do the same. Bring a little eight action there. This girl's going far. She is. Um, pop culture. Yes. Rihanna. We just found out about Rihanna. We just found out about Rihanna, so that bumped it up. Um, obviously, the Stevie Nicks song Yeah. is literally about her. 
um, her name is still very famous. She's in a lot of, um, she's in a lot of, what do you call it? Like TV shows where they're talking about the fairies or the deity. Yeah. I didn't bother to list them all because it was ridiculous. Um, and I don't feel like I actually have to say what she's in because it's not even like people don't know who she is. Right, right. Um, you know, she, again, she's, She's almost as famous for being on a horse as Lady Godiva. <laughs> <laughs> but without the nudity. I mean, unless you find some fanfic, which I'm sure you will. Um, which possible. But yeah, I was going to give her a seven for that. Hmm. I'm going to give her an eight. Oh. I know, I know. I'm big time. It's rare that you uh, go higher than me. I know, it's really rare. But like, I'm pretty impressed. So we got a seven and an eight. So like that is Rihanna. Boy, she is. I just tried to type in Rihanna in pop culture, and it came back with just Rihanna stuff. Right. <laughs> They're like, "Why is she so awesome?" I'm like, like I, don't I don't know. know. <laughs> I mean, the songs are good. She made that good. I really love that song that she did with Eminem and that sexy video. The monster. Uh, no. no, the one where like they burn the house down or whatever. Yeah, that's the monster under the bed, or the monster. I don't remember what it was called. No, it's called Monster. I thought uh, I thought it was called, like, I love the way you hurt me or whatever. Oh, it is. It's love the way you like. I'm sorry. I think I was just thinking because she sings, I'm in love with a monster. Would you like to know what her total score is? Yes. Oh, my goodness. It is a whopping 63. Wow. That's big time. She's big time in it. Our girl. So I'm going to say she gets a throne. Oh yeah, like no question. No, like I, like, I, like oh, somebody's getting it. Yeah, I feel like if we didn't give her a throne, we we'd be in big trouble. Oh, we're doing washcloths. I need to update the document as it happens, otherwise I have to go back and listen to the show, and I don't want to. <sighs> I edit it, and that's more than enough. Oh, that's fair. And I'm pretty lazy, but is it trying to access deny me? No, I got it. Okay. <laughs> Rihanna, where are you, girl? All right, she gets a 63 and a... Ooh, 64, let's crazy. And a yes to... What are we calling it? A throne? Yeah, I don't know that we ever... What did we call it? I, I called it a throne because I don't, I'm unoriginal. Well, I mean... That's what they sat on. <laughs> well... <laughs> Let's do a ritual mound. Yeah, it doesn't sound as um, as exciting as a throne. Yeah, it doesn't. It sounds like I said mound, you know? Yeah, it, it sounds like she's going to sit on a dirt pile. <laughs> there we go. She's in. We got her. Hello, you came back in. Nice of you to join us. Oh, hi, Nibbles. Go run and shut the door. She's so cute. Ah, Nibbles. My cat's bored with me now. If I what? <laughs> so my cats are bored of me now. They're not in this craft room anymore. Uh, well, she just she just had some adventures outside, so now she's she's in. Unless Bill comes over, and then she has to come back in immediately. Oh, because Bill's number one. I guess. I guess. <laughs> Bill doesn't clean her kitty litter. I clean. Oh, Michael doesn't scoop the cat litter. 
if I'm like, hey, I'm not coming home because I came to your house and did whatever. I'm like, don't forget every morning. And we got a sifting litter pan. So it's not, you don't even have to scoop. You do, wow. First of all, he puts it in wrong. I don't know how you can get it wrong. It's black bin, white ship, sifter, black bin again. And he's like, oh, you just, um, you put the litter on top of the sifter. I'm like, why would you do that? <laughs> why would you do the sifter? Like, while it's fresh. You're not sifting out any, because then he did it, and he was like, it gets stuck to the grater. I'm like, because you did it wrong. <laughs> why would they give you two black containers and one white one if you're not supposed to switch in between them? It's like, Unbelievable. And then he just doesn't do it now. Yeah. I'm also up first, so like before I take a shower, I like to sweep it up and scoop it out so that when I get out of the shower, I don't step onto cat litter. That that makes sense, yes. I'm like, Ooh, no thank you. Yeah, I, I like to do it first thing in the morning so that Nibbles can come over and make sure she supervises the whole operation. Do you know how many times in the morning, whether I've scooped it yet or not, I walk over and in the afternoon, whatever, Michael and I will go to go to the bathroom, turn on the light, and Fernando will be in there, and he looks up at the door like, I'm in here. <laughs> and we have to come back later. <laughs> we, we can't go in. We have to come back later. Like, oh, whenever you're done, you know, obviously. Sorry, privacy. Oh. Uh. It's just stupid. I love our cats. All right. Do we have anything else? Mm, uh, no. Do you have any recommendations? Um, escape rooms. Escape rooms forever. Uh, I saw Barbie. How was it? Damn the man. It was wonderful. I'm going to see it. I got to go see it. It's really cute. Like, uh, I'll give you this. The One of the technical aspects that make it look so good when they're in Barbie land I didn't know they went through the research and when you're playing in real life with Barbie and like the dream house and the cars and stuff, all that stuff is 23% smaller than Barbie. So it's not like a one-to-one -one wow. ratio. So they made the sets 23% smaller. So that's it really cool. looks like your eye believes that that's a toy because oh, that's really it, cool. I was like, wow, that's man. That's some detail. Yeah, it is. Also, there is some funny ass shit that really hit for me. That did not hit for the rest of the theater I was in. I think it's is it was it because of our age. Yes. Ah, perfect. Even it's better. a very good uh, Gen X, elder millennial, early aught joke that is nice. So I was like, mm. yeah. <laughs> I was howling, and no one else was howling, and I was like, oh, oh I guess who's the senior in this group? Okay. <laughs> Oh my gosh, you're gonna laugh your fucking ass yeah, off. Yeah, I can't wait to see it. As soon as this happens, you're gonna be like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's my recommendation of the week. Go see Barbie. I will. If you're a man, get put in your place. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey. uh, like us on social media. Uh, we're at Last God Pod on Instagram and Which Twitter. Which I'm at, sorry. No, that's okay. And Twitter, um, last God standing pod at gmail.com. Sorry, it's been it's been a time. Thank you to Mike Cicino for writing our music. 
Uh, if you could leave us a five-star review, that would be really rad. I'd appreciate that a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, Thanks to our fans. Like, share, and subscribe. Right, and we'll see you in uh, two weeks. Bye. Bye. Nibbles, don't lay on the... No, no, no. Oh, no.